Hello and welcome to my podcast that I am doing live every Wednesday at four o'clock Pacific time. And I'm live on YouTube and Facebook. I'm also live on Twitter. And I'm going to make an announcement about that here in a few minutes, but I wanted to kind of get, let people get here. So welcome, welcome, welcome everyone who's going to be here and who is here. I'm so grateful. This is called Every Day with an Angel. And I do these um, uh, Every Day with an Angel mini podcast shorts <laughs> because it was one of those things that how can I do Every Day with an Angel if I only um, live once. Hello, Veronica. Thank you for being here. So with that, that in this minute of where we're at and what we're doing, that, you know, going forward, you know, it's amazing where we're at in this world right now. And, you know, there's so many opportunities in this world right now to come back to ourselves and really look about how are we negotiating our mindsets, our um, the way we think about life, our perceptions, perspectives, our knowings, you know, all those things are getting so stirred up, right? And we just had Saturn go back into um, direct last week. And that was a major shift. I know for me, it really last weekend kind of tore, tossed me around a little bit, right? And so with that, that, you know, going into this dance of who we are and what we're doing, I thought, you know, I had done a book study on, um, um, it was um, Overcoming Under Earning, right, by Barbara Stanley. And, you know, that was a book that was amazing to me that I really was grateful for. And I'd like to do another book study on that, uh, which I'm going to put on my pod, on my website, I think, just for people who are interested in doing that. And then now I'm doing one on Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And I don't have the author's name right here handy for me, and I apologize uh, to that author, but he is one. This book's been around for a long time, and there's a lot of people who've done book studies on it. And, you know, there's one thing that they were talking about in this book, and it really triggered me into understanding some things about life, right? And it was assets and liabilities, right? And when we have those assets and liabilities, it's amazing. You know, a lot of us think about assets and liability as something physical. You know, do I, is this an asset or a liability, right? A house. Is that an asset or a liability? Well, you know, going into the old thinking, you know, real estate used to be a very much of an asset, right? We would think that, Owning a house was a great asset. But the thing is, though, if we have a house that's constantly needing repairs, is it an asset anymore, right? Is it an asset? Hmm, food for thought. When we have a car, we think, oh, that's an asset. It's getting me around, right? Well, it is an asset, but it also could be a liability if you're having a a payment of $500 a month, right? So there's things that are kind of across the board, um, could be an asset or a liability. You know, 
I consider a house both, right? It's a liability. You have to pay for it. You know, like for me right now, I really am saving up some money so that I can put you know, new floorboards on the root on the on the front porch, right? And and fix it up because it's really worn and weathered after 30 years, right? Wood in the Northwest doesn't last as long as you would hope it would. <laughs> right. So, you know, it's time to start taking care of. Well, that turns it into a liability. But I can tell you though, this house has really given me an emotional support. And that's an asset, not a liability. And so thinking about that stretch and pull, right? So if you'd like to stick around towards the end of the show, I'm going to make this a little segue here, that if you'd like to stick around at the end of the or towards the end of the show, I do Oracle cards. And, you know, there's a thing that's going on with X Twitter that I haven't been able to post there. And I apologize for those who are watching on X or Twitter is, is that, um, they're, they've changed their, their, um, um, analytics or whatever you want to call it there. And, um, I cannot post my videos there. I have to have it less than fifth. I think it's around, um, 45 seconds. Right. And so a lot of my, my videos are around a minute to two minutes. And so I don't know how to, without paying a bunch of money, go into the analytics. So if you're watching on Twitter or X, uh, please go to my uh, YouTube channel, Natasha Venter AC. And I'd be grateful to support you there. So I'm trying to post there, but I don't, I can't right now. So I'm trying to figure it out. So I just want to give that little heads up there. But going back to this now, is X an asset or a liability, right? <laughs> well, you know, I've, I've gotten gratefully one client from there. And, um, you know, she was grateful that I stayed on Twitter at the time it was Twitter, um, that, you know, she was grateful that I stayed there because my post had to reach out to me. Right. And so with that, it was an asset, but it, it's starting to become a liability, you know, the politics, right. It's becoming a liability. So we're thinking about that, but I wanted to go a little bit deeper into this thinkings of what an asset and a liability is, right? An asset and a liability is because when we're looking at it, I want you to think of it in a broader sense. This, this whole thing has really stirred me up, really stirred me up because it's really brought me down to a lot of different things. You know, does this rock bring me, is it an asset or a liability? Well, I can tell you it's an asset. I sit it right here and I hold it and it's been um, bringing up me or bringing it up into readings, right? But thinking about this, how many of us are our own liability? How many of us are our own liabilities? Isn't that a thought? Our own liabilities. Now, I'm not going to be judging here because I know I have to look at this. That's why I'm so bringing this forward to you because I'm really analyzing myself here. That how many times are we human and it turns into a story? Our humanness turns into a story and then it turns it into a story of the negative. Wow, is that a liability or an asset for our future? We always be, will be human 
having some negative conversations, right? We will always be ones who our minds likes to go off into the negative. How many of us have been taught, right, that if somebody mentions something, hey, I want to have a meeting, and we go into the negative, right? We go dive into the negative instead of building ourselves up into something. Well, you know, maybe somebody's getting a promotion. How many of us think that there's something who's going to get fired before we'll think of them having a promotion? So going into this, how many of us are our assets or our liabilities? And, you know, before I read this book, um, Rich, Bad, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and, and um, the, um, this book here, it was um, um, Overcoming Under Earnings by Barbara Stanley, Stanley, that, you know, when I really looked at my naysayer and the naysayers, well, you know, we have many naysayers in our life. We can't do this. Many of us are, you know, are married to or have um, narcissists in our lifetimes, right? And they're great naysayers. But naysayers are great to get us on the path of, are you sure you want to do it, right? But they are also a liability. Because if we don't turn this language around and make it a positive thing, how can it be an asset? So, what I want to invite to you, and I'm not trying to jump ahead in my conversation here, but I really want you to think about how do you talk to yourself? Now, like I said, everybody's going to be human. We all have moments. We've been taught well from society and by friends and by family many times about the logistics of being negative. And you know, going into this, the negativity is the liability I'm talking about here. And our perceptions. I had a great conversation with a great friend who, you know, she and I were stretching and pulling some things about thoughts, right? And worries about the future. And, you know, a lot of us are coming into some things that we're going to have to make some major decisions about, right? Now, I'm not going to call this a major decision, but I'm making the decision on should I have, there's two kittens that I'm choosing from, and one is a male and one's a female. They look basically the same, but it's, and we don't know personalities yet because they're about four weeks old, right? So personalities are just starting to come out. Um, and I'm making a future choice for a kitten for the next 12 years, right? Well, I know a kitten's going to probably be a liability, <laughs> right? It's going to be a liability. But I'm actually hoping that this liability is at least 50% asset because of the fact that I'm really asking for, like, if I'm doing a show here, wouldn't it be nice to have a kitten on my lap or a cat on my lap sleeping, right? What a grounding, purring thing for me, right? And so, you know, I'm kind of heading towards one or the other and haven't made total a decision yet. But, you know, it's one of those things that, you know, asset or liability, things can be both. But what I want to go back to here is our thoughts. How much am I overthinking what I want as an adult? I can't predict what this cat's going to be, right? And many of us are struggling with trying to overthink what the future is going to be. 
you know, like my friend here that I was having a conversation with, she's going to have to do something, you know, that is going to be major for her. And it's a stressor and it's a stress thing for her, right? But we go into these um, negotiations of self. And the only way that we can turn our thoughts into liability is to shift the negative around, right? And the one thing that I've been doing lately is, is that, you know, I've been saying something like, boy, that kind of went rotten, didn't it? But I'm grateful for that experience so that I can learn something. So I choose, <laughs> I start saying something negative, right? But I turned it around to be something more into the positive. And that's the trick we, we can, if we can do this with our, um, sounds familiar, right? That, um, thank you, Veronica, for mentioning that, that it does sound familiar, that we do get into these logistics of, of, you know, thinking so rotten about ourselves. Well, I could have done that different, couldn't I? But I'm grateful for that experience to teach me to do different. So we're changing something that is negative something that is not in the positive and changing it into an asset, which is something that we can turn it into something better. And that's the thing that I'm wishing and hoping for is, is that when we are in the story of who we are and what we're doing, that we really look at assets or, um, or liabilities. And I know a lot of us are struggling with money. And how do we use our money? How do we process our money? And both these books that I mentioned, um, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and Overcoming Under Earnings, the basis is about money. How do we negotiate the world? Because I can tell you that um, the world of the rich people do not want us middle class and lower class to get doing better, right? They want to keep us under... under um, under that veil of, of be able to come up here, right? And there's a couple of us that can get up there because we change our perception and we change our experience and changing our experience to being an asset or a liability. And, you know, and I've been really working with my idea of monies, right? And how to shift that up. And I have, a, I have people in my life that are really good about money and then there's some of us that aren't, right? And I'm changing my aspect of that. And when we grow into our life as an asset, we can really become a heightened self. So in other words, I'm going to use an example, paying bills. We all have bills. And in both books, they talked about how language is important, right? And you know, someone who's a, a zillionaire, a millionaire, they have bills too, but they write the check and it's done, right? And that's my assumption. Yes, it's an assumption, but they, they, they write the check and it's done. And us who have bills, who are lower class, you know, middle class and lower class, um, and I hate saying that, wouldn't it be interesting if the lower class was the rich people and the high class was the the poor people? I think that would be amazing because even that language is twisted up, right? That even if we would take and in, in, instead of saying, oh, I got to pay my bill. I got to make money to pay my bill, right? That's, that's the only reason why I'm making money is to pay my bill. And, you know, if we really go into that story of 
of, oh, I got to make money to pay my bill. Aren't we losing the benefit of what money is? Let our money work for us. Let our thoughts work for us. Let our life work for us, right? And that's the assets that we can have is, is that if we, like for me, I had to pay my bills and I'm like, hallelujah, look how my money's working for me. And I'm thinking of it as a flow instead of a funk, right? How can I negotiate the world I'm in if I'm always thinking negative about it? Food for thought, huh? Food for thought. How much am I labeling my life as a liability unconsciously? Hmm. Ain't that annoying, right? So I'm giving you food for thought here. Remember, your truth is your truth. I'm never here to shift up your truth to an, a negative moment, right? But how do we really think about our world around us, right? Think about that for a second. How much is our thoughts and our interactions sabotaging us? If we're always thinking that we're making money to pay my bills. Well, you know, there is a truth to that. There is a truth to that, right? There is a big truth to that. We always will have something we got to pay for. Food, logistics, right? Yes, some people we can trade. I understand that. But there's still this logistics of, of need, right? And so when we go into this, we go into this with the, the less than aspect. So I want to invite to you to start maybe when you pay your bills, think about how is my money working for me? Do you hear it in my voice? Do you hear it in my knowings? How is my life, my my money working for me? Being able to pay my bills, being able to go grocery shopping. How can I bring money in for me? Well, that's another thought pattern, right? That's another thought pattern. It's the ebb and flow of benefits and less thans. So going into this, think about it. How am I going to bring assets in my life? How am I going to have my life work for me? How am I going to have my monies work for me? How am I going to have my things work for me? And when they don't work for you anymore, is it time? Is it time to shift it up, right? Well, in this concepts that I was having, right, in these concepts that I was having, that I was actually in the moment where that I was thinking, hmm, I'm bringing something out, right? I'm bringing something out of my closet. You know, the weather's changing. My winter clothes, right, are coming in. I'm needing to get my, put my summer clothes away and my winter clothes out right? And so with that, that I, as I'm going forward, I'm thinking, boy, 
my clothes are smelling stale. My clothes are smelling stale. Oh, my clothes are sounding stale. So if my clothes are so, if I have enough clothes that, you know, I'm having to tighten them in, you know, move clothes over to put something in, right? Because I, I fold up my clothes, so all my clothes are sitting upright so I can see the colors of them and which shirt I want to wear because I don't, I don't stack them this way. I stack them this way. And so I was thinking this, that if my clothes are stale, doesn't that mean that the air and the movement of my dressers and my shelves are stale? Ooh, that means that the movement of energy is stale, which means that the world that I'm living into, the clothes that I'm putting on are stale. So then the, am I putting on staleness whenever I'm thinking about my life unconsciously? Hmm. Food for thought, right? Better my mind work on things to help me do better, right? <laughs> My ADA, my brain that's never slowing down. It's always thinking of something, right? And then I have this spray and it's called prosperity spray. And I love the smell of it, right? What would happen if I spray in certain places my prosperity stale, my prosperity spray, right? And put it in my dresser and then take out those shirts that I'm just not wearing right? I'm just not wearing. I got them thinking that I might wear them. Somebody else might want to wear them, right? Take those out. Let things start breathing metaphorically better, right? So that things don't smell as stale. Spray a little bit of the spray in there to add inspiration, right? So there again are my dressers and my clothes a liability or an asset well if things are so packed in that they're stale they're becoming a liability they're becoming a liability so think about how is life moving around you right now i have stuff right i have stuff and I get enjoyment from it, right? So looking over my shoulder here, you know, I have this um, plate that I got from a, a friend of mine that has passed now, Michael. Love him. Oh, I miss him so dearly. But he always had this plate, that white plate in the window um, in his house. And I would look at it and just bring, it would bring inspiration to me. It's Archangel Michael's, Right. So I wouldn't call that a liability. But if I looked at that with with um with like boy why why do I have that? Kind of like the um the uh the um the guys that are the buddhas that are in front of there, right? Those buddhas kind of now became alive because of that plate, right? So assets are liabilities. You know Going into this, why do we have all the stuff that we do? Well, it makes me feel good, right? Well, my friend gave me that. Well, my but what would happen if I had a space? Would that be more of a an asset to have space instead of having all this stuff that you know has ac accumulated in the last couple of years? 
spread my wealth around, right? Spread the wealth around and maybe somebody else would want it. But I know that a lot of the, the younger crowd that's coming in, they don't want a lot of stuff, right? We've come into a generation that, that you know, was from the, the um, when we had to hold on to stuff. You know, my grandmother had a drawer full of lids, right? Um, and I can't say that I have lids, but I have some things that, you know, I'm not necessarily using like I did last year or the year before that or the year before that of the reason why I grabbed on to things, you know, like I have a lot of these little um, ketchup holders, right? But I used to put salad dressings in them when I would go um, to work. I'm not eating at work anymore. I'm not eating. So I don't really need them, right? So are they an asset or a liability? kind of thinking that they're a liability but then if i throw them away then they're a liability to the to mother earth too right stretch and pull i'm just stretching and pulling it you know we can overthink life we can really overthink life but what i want to invite for you is to think about where are your assets and your liabilities and i really want to go back to how do we speak to ourselves how do we speak about our life? Is that an asset or a liability? Is that an asset or a liability? How many of us say that we're stupid when we do something? Because it's something that we grew up with. Oh, you're so stupid, right? Cancel, clear, delete that. Nobody is stupid. We all have moments where we could think better, but nobody's stupid right? So how is that supposed to do better? How are we supposed to do better? Well, if it comes out of us, boy, that was stupid of me, but I'm grateful for I'm learning to do better. So I changed the negative statement that I was saying about thyself, a liability, and tried to turn it into an asset. When we can grow our understandings, get a different perspective, a different understanding. We can really mature our thoughts. I had a, a client um, a, a while ago and, you know, she said in the last, in the last couple of weeks, she's been really looking at her body differently. I love you. I love you. I'm thankful for you. I'm grateful for you. All these things, you know, her thyroid, her, her adrenals, her liver, her gallbladder. She's been saying I love you to her toes and everything. She said, and this is a woman that, that had lost her husband, you know, three, four years ago, right? That she says that her world has changed. Her world around her has changed. She is more grateful for her job now. She's more grateful for her home now. She's more in alignment with the blessings around her. She had questions about certain things that were going on in her life and we worked it out, right? But at the same time though, she wasn't in a rabbit hole. She wasn't down that rabbit hole. And I was so grateful that she got to that walkable grief that she can kind of come out and, and believe in herself again, right? Because grief kind of makes it so it's hard to believe in yourself. And, and going into this story, so where are you an asset 
to yourself and the way you talk about yourself and where are you a liability? I'm so poor. I'm so poor. I'm so poor. Does that make you an asset or a liability, right? I, I am in a calling for monies to come my way. And I'm in alignment to receive them. Doesn't mean that you have less than. It means that you're ready to receive them, right? So you're changing your liability into an asset. And then you have to be respectful of, can I go out to dinner tonight? No. Can I do this? And that's the thing is, is a lot of us go into the need and the wants, right? And some of us don't have, we have those askewed. Well, you know, sometimes it's easier to get pizza coming home from work than it is to cook, right? Well, is that an asset or a liability when we're talking about saving monies and growing ourselves, right? Sometimes we have to get down into that brass tacks and come back to center again and, and take away all those, those um, freedoms that we think we should have, right? Because actually those freedoms are a liability. Going to the grocery store and buying all these extra things, right, that we don't need is a liability because they're just going to sit in the, in the closets, right? If we get a bunch of fresh fruit, vegetables and we don't eat them, they turned into a liability, even though they were an asset, thinking that we were going to do something good with them. This is not about calling people bad or good, right? This is not at all about saying that you're doing something wrong. I'm hoping to lift you up and negotiate your world a little differently. And please know that if you're wanting to know, please share this. Please let people know that that um, that these shows are on and other platforms are on to help you do better because, you know, we have this negotiation where sometimes we need to breathe and that means releasing some of this stuff that we're going through. Going back to the kitten I'm going to be getting, right? How am I supposed to know a 12-year-old cat's going to be like? right? I don't know. I'm going to do the better I can. I'm listening to guidance. You know, I'm, I, I'm starting to use a pendulum again. I didn't use a pendulum for quite a while because I was told to come inward with my voice and I'm actually getting language, right? So I'm asking the question, should I get one of these kittens? And it knows what I'm talking about. So that's my yes, right? Is this a yes or is this a no? So this is a yes. Should I get the female cat? My finger's just moving because it stopped. Should I get the female cat? No? Okay. Should I get the male cat? The male kitten. Should I go to the pound and get a cat? No. Should I get the cat from the coworker? See how I've been changing the language around, right? Will the male cat be lovable like I'm hoping for? Hoping for, right? Yes. Will he climb up on my counters and break a lot of things? Oh, I haven't asked that question yet. Will he be more of a ground cat? Hmm. 
Will the female cat jump up on my counters and break things? Hmm. Perspective, right? Perspective. Thank you very much. I'm grateful for these answers, right? So going into this story, hmm. See how I asked questions I stretched and pulled for my assets or my liabilities, right? Gives me a little bit more hope. And hope is something that can change our world, can change our world, right? So going into this, how do you think of your life as an asset or a liability? How do you take your naysayer, the naysayers, coworkers, friends, so-called friends, um, husbands, partners, um, siblings, they turn into our naysayers, right? Well, you shouldn't do that. Why are you doing that? Turn it into making sure you do want to do it or not. I love my husband. He was a great naysayer. I call him a recovering narcissist, <laughs> right? And, you know, he's asked me about my business. Why do you keep doing your shows? Why do you keep doing what you're doing? And I say, because it's my calling. It's my calling to do this, to be in front and do and and do this work with you, right? And him being a naysayer made sure that that's about the time when he was naysaying me, why are you doing this? It was about the time I was starting to feel a little bit of a slump as we all feel this ebb and flow of life, right? It was a slump. And and they and it wasn't necessarily something that was um I was feeling kind of low energy, but as soon as, as, as we, as we, um, move up and we go forward, right. And I really said, no, I want to do it. I got my own little inspiration back again. Does he watch your shows? Not really. No, no, and Veronica, he doesn't watch my shows and that's okay. I, tried to speak to him and because I'm so grateful for him. I am so grateful for him. And I really try to bring him into a light because he's done a lot of personal work. And that's why I know how to talk about narcissism and how I know, know how to talk about alcoholism and know how to talk about people who have depression and, and negotiate life. Because I've had depression I've worked, lived with a man who's had depression. I've lived with a kid who had depression. I've lived with um, optimists and I've lived with pessimists. I've I've gone through a lot of things with my dyslexia about self-perception of self-thinking, you know, being called stupid and deciding I wasn't stupid because, heck, I know a little bit differently than a lot of those people do, right? So there again, am I a liability to myself? Or am I uh, an asset? You know, we have to make these decisions sometimes about ourselves. And, you know, we are going to have negative thoughts about ourselves. We are going to have negative understandings of ourselves. But how can we shift that around? How can we shift that around? You know, like my, this friend, you know, we had an, an afternoon, we talked for a little while and I honored her moment where she was struggling. And, and then, you know, we, we really worked on things. Cause I know for me, when I was in a negative place, my kids would turn on like Carol Burnett or, or a funny show that they knew that, or music that would be better for me. Right. 
And what ended up happening was is that it changed my perspective a little bit. Something's making noise around me. That's kind of weird, <laughs> you know? And so going forward, assets and liabilities. Think about them in, a, in an interesting way. And don't judge yourself about it, please. Be free of that judgment about yourself. Because of the fact that as we're going forward, it's not necessarily, it's more about observation. What is stale in my life? Am I walking by something that I'm just always thinking, I got to move that or I got to get rid of it, right? Pick it up and take it away for a few minutes. Move it to another place and see if you really miss it, right? It doesn't have to go away. Just move it and see if it, if it, if it feels better without it being here. Assets are liabilities. Hmm. Made me think a lot about certain things, right? Made me think about things. So with this, please like yourself. Please love yourself. Because, you know, you never know what's going to happen in your life. Assets are liabilities. The way we think about things is the way we're going to negotiate things, right? And many of us have been called a liability. Many of us have been called a liability. But I can tell you now, where you're at in your life, you have an opportunity to shift it up and be your own asset. With that, this is a great segue into having some Oracle cards pulled for you. So if you'd like some Oracle cards, please let me know. I have um, several decks. Some are about reading and some of them aren't. Oh, which one should I do? Uh, Veronica, you know a lot of my decks. Which one should I do? Fairy, um, Angel, um, Wisdom of the Avalon. Uh, let's see. Uh, I can do Earth Magic. Uh, fairy. Okay. They were kind of talking, weren't they? Oh, I got dragon also. So do we want to um, do we want to do uh, dragon also? Uh, dragons. So we can do dragons if you want, um, but I'll do fairy. Okay. Uh, da -da -da -da. Yeah, I'm not gonna do the big deck. I need to pull that deck out. Okay, so this is Veronica. Veronica, you know the drill here. You know the drill here. Putting out your intentions. So anybody else would like a card deck? Okay, I think there's that card right there that wants to come out to you. Oh, there's two. Aren't you? Aren't they talking to you? Everything's okay. And marriage. <laughs> Are those the two that are magical? Marriage and everything's okay. Well, and everything is okay. Don't worry. Um, it's all working out to be a, um, a beautiful way. And then the other one is um, fairies. Oh, gosh, I need to turn on the light here. It's getting dark. 
in here. You know how time changes and it gets dark and then it's hard to see. Um, and it's right, really light writing. So fairies join you in celebration of wedding, wedding bliss. bliss. So this is the two cards. So I'm going to do the marriage one first. <laughs> I understand that dance. And then I'm going to do everything is okay. Okay. So first off the marriage card. Marriage. I went right to it. So I guess... <laughs> I guess that's what it needs to be. So remembering that um, after being married 32 years, any moment, time can change. Anything can happen. And so if anybody is listening to this later, if these cards ring true for you in any way of the message, please know that even though I'm pulling this for a certain person, uh, that it is that you never know what message is good for you. So if you're listening to this on a podcast later, um, there's a fairy deck and it's, um, and it's from Dorian Virtue, but, um, and she doesn't believe in these cards anymore, but they're mine and I believe in them. So, uh, but look at the magic that's around it. The fairies, the unicorns, right? Okay. So marriage, you drew this card because your question involves marriage. This particular card holds valuable meaning. So pay attention to your body's reaction as you read the possible interactions, interpretations. So listen to your body as you as it goes. Does, do you feel an upswing and a negative or a heavier swing? What is your feeling? Uh, okay, so additional meaning to this card. Congratulations, you're getting married soon. So that's one thing. How does that feel? Right. Um, your marriage needs some healing and attention, which is fairies can help you with if you ask. Okay. That's another one. You'll soon meet someone significant at a wedding. A relationship commitment is pending. Admit your true feelings to yourself regarding marriage. Someone close to you is getting married soon. Your life purpose involves helping people with romance, matchmaking, relationships, and weddings. So which one was out there that your body went, I got to pay attention to that one. The one that called out for me, for you, is your marriage needs some healing and attention, which the fairies can help you with if you ask. So ask the fairies. Okay, so everything is okay is the next one. I love this image of her. And look at the energy that is coming from her chest and her intentfulness in her eyes. There's an, a light coming from her chest. Her hands are out doing Reiki energy. And she has this intentful look as she's wearing a halo of flowers and a halo of flowers around her neck, kind of like um, in Hawaii. And um, I'm trying to get the light off of it. Okay. So this is, everything is okay. So let me get to... Uh, everything is okay. Okay, this is what it says. The fairies know that you're concerned about the outcome of this situation. 
So you've sent this card. We have sent you this card to you to reassure you everything is working out in divine, perfect way. Take steps to uplift your outlook and unburden your heart and mind, such as taking a nature's walk, spending time with... Ah, come on. All right, turn the page. With... Oh, it doesn't look like... Oh, I see. I knew I didn't have the right page. Okay, so let me reread that. Take steps to uplift your outlook and unburden your heart and mind, such as taking a nature's walk, spending time with loved ones, ex exercising, enjoying creative projects. The more you can stay centered and fill, filled with faith, the better outcome you'll experience. Additional meaning. Write down your concerns on paper and then ceremoniously dispose of the list by burning it safely, pouring water over it, or burying it. Talk to people involved in order to double check your facts. So check in with a lot of your details, right? Uh, your worries may be based upon untrue assumptions. Make sure that you're getting enough rest and eating healthily as physical strain can lead to anxiety and exhaustion. So these are the two cards that popped out. You saw them up, up at the top, right? Marriage and uh, everything is okay. So, you know, Everything that I've gone through, everything that I've gone through has turned out in the end to become its better self. Has become its better self. Right or wrong, it wasn't perfect and it wasn't perfect journey through it, but always came out to its better self. I hope that helps. So if there's anybody else out there um, watching would like a card reading, um, I would be grateful to do that for you. Uh, but at this time, I, I think I'm going to do some dragons. So this is a card. I'm calling out a card for everyone. What is it that the dragons, I've been feeling the dragon energy so much lately. Uh, they've been really um, working hard. Um, trying to balance to uh, cleanse our earth and uh, I just can feel them so much. So dragon, what would you like to tell the people around us? What is it that you would like to tell us? So what card is calling out? Actually, this is the one that's singing to me right now. Gaia. <laughs> oh, Gaia. Mother Earth, Gaia. Wow, look at that. That feminine energy with that white dragon looking over her with that power in between them. And look, their hands are her hand. Her hand is reaching up to touch the dragon's face. Powerment, empowerment. So, dragon. So, this would be. Uh, 31. 
Gaia. There we go. So Gaia, this card says, uh, have courage to stand up for what your what you believe in in your heart to be true. The dragon Gaia is the earth keeper and carries Gaia's ancient knowledge deep within her. She is one of the oldest dragons yet to come to earth. I am an the athletic body of your planet. I urge you to protect her and all who dwell upon her. I will guide you. Into restoring balance. What is done cannot be undone. What is, alas, some things are gone forever. Have courage to stand up for what you believe in, in your heart to be true, and I will stand with you. You can be that courage, that change. You can be that change. Call upon her support when you are working on a new project, or a need to anchor in its energy fully. You can evoke her wisdom when any form of a group work is taking place to anchor the collective vibration of the planet. Make use of her grounding energy. She is also, she is also here now to help ground the frequencies of the fifth dimension above, which are coming into our con consciousness. She guides you, she, she will guide us when we are ready to reignite the light of the earth's grids. The deep healing this evokes will help Gaia and us as humans to build peace on earth and a future that is sustainable. Wow. Ain't that a nice knowing. So in other words, I just, when I was reading that, I really got a hit that, you know, there's some things that I'm, I'm really um, calling in. I'm really wanting to call in and it's to better this earth. And um, with that calling in, I was wondering who to call in. And now I know Gaia, right? So I hope this helps. Um, please remember that I'm here live Monday or Wednesdays at four o'clock Pacific time. I, I'm also doing um, every day with an angel podcast uh, shorts. Uh, they're just two minute videos of supporting message for you. I really hope that they're helpful. If you know of anybody who would need them, please share them. That is for, I'm hoping to be a helpfulness for this earth that is going through a little bit of trouble right now. I want to bring in light and love because of the fact that we all deserve that light and love. And remember that no matter where you're at and what you're doing, you have the angels, guides, and dragons with you. As I just pulled the philosopher. Sometimes we have to get a different perception on things into what we're doing. And thank you, Veronica. You said um, my, my uh, videos are helpful. I'm so grateful. I know sometimes I repeat a little bit, but sometimes that repeating 
kind of finally gets into our knowings, right? <laughs> so think your way out of it. Is life an asset to you or is it an, um, or is it a liability? Are your thinkings, what you're thinking an asset or a liability? Is what you eat an asset or a liability to your body? What you're drinking, is that an asset or liability to your body? Wow, we can really go in deep. Please remember you're perfectly imperfect. Heck, I crave sugar myself. What am I going to do about it? Discern when to eat it or not, right? <laughs> so believe in you. Believe in the magic you are. And thank you for being here. And thank you, Veronica, for po for um, posting what, or writing what you did. I'm so grateful. And thank you all. And if you're watching this in the future, I am so grateful you're here also. I'm Natasha Venter at angelicclarifications.com. If I didn't say that ahead of time, I am here to help you. I really enjoy helping you go through your life, helping you go through that negotiations. Life is about how are we going to do better? And sometimes we need perspective to do that. I like to help you with that. AngelicClarifications.com Blessings to you, my dears. And know that no matter where you're at and what you're doing, your ancestors are here to say, go for it. Go for what you feel is right. Sometimes we don't have to speak about it. We just need to do it. I love you too, Veronica. Thank you. And when we're going into this story, there's magic. And that's funny because there's a nine in the love. And nine is about endings with new magical beginnings. Thank you for that. I love that moment because even though it felt like an oops, there's no oopses because that nine was a huge message. Every ending is a new beginning. Blessings to you, my dears. Bye now.